It is 17 minutes before the hour here on the Drunk Large Radio Show. And we're pleased to be joined by our good friend, officially now, for public safety this week, Jim Gadette. He is retired New Hampshire law enforcement, having served time with the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office and the police departments in Amherst and Litchfield from where he retired. He was a police prosecutor, in addition to be a guy being a guy out there on the streets, second in command when he retired from Litchfield. And uh, he joined us, uh, joins us today as he has uh, just about every Tuesday or Thursday for almost five years now on the Trout Large Radio Show. Jim, it's been my honor and pleasure. Uh, I, I, you know, certainly consider you a friend by these uh, by this time. Yep. And uh, well, I'm sure you'll maintain. I'd the... only be sleeping, Rich. I've enjoyed it too. <laughs> I'm sure you've maintained the, uh, which we call it. Uh, You'll maintain the uh, uh, Jim Gadette Public Safety Segment Anchor page because you regularly update that and post and share what's happening and your thoughts on it. Hopefully that service will continue. I think I'm going to continue doing that. Because we will continue, of course, to uh, to be a presence, uh, at least online, as we try. We continue to bring people news from their own backyard. But, Jim, what do you have for us today? Well, you know, I was thinking on the way out to the door, you know, you can say anything you want on your last day, but this is family radio, so I had to have a balance. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, you know, one of the things, and I had an opportunity I was sitting with uh, at the Marine Corps birthday, as, as is my practice the last few years, I sit with uh, two brothers. One is who, who is now what we call a senior judge, which is uh, semi-retired by statute. He can only sit 60 days a year, mm-hmm. uh, but a long-term judge, and his brother was just appointed um, to the North Country, and, you know, great guys. And just having it, you know, we we're just chatting about, you know, the state of the justice system in the state of New Hampshire. And, and what is the state of the justice system <laughs> in the state of New it, Hampshire? You know, it, it, it seems like you almost have to kill a dog if you're a drug dealer to get any kind of real bail. Yeah, uh, you, you, know, you probably have you. to kill a dog or, you know, and again, I'll, I'll use I'll go to that dark place. So I've seen people released on PR bail for committing heinous assaults against people, uh, against, you know, children. And a $10,000 cash bail for someone who threw a ferret in the oven and baked it last week. Yeah, I saw that. $10,000 cash bail. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. The priorities of of, of, uh, the people setting these bails is really skewed. And I guess that's about as politely as I can put it. But And that was kind of going to be my final push on, you know, off the airwaves is a plea to any of the legislators out there that, you know, have any common sense which may may limit us, you know, <laughs> uh, in some ways. But John you know, Bird, are you listening? You want to do some good, uh, is we need some serious revisions to the bail statute in this state. So right. run those through criminal justice. Very simple conversation. Um, you're just going to change two or three words um, under the statute, which is 597.2. So right in the first part, under paragraph 2, uh, where they talk about the judges shall release on recognizance bail, no, you change shall to may, and you leave that up to the judge because right. you've already stuck them, you know, with a mandatory, uh, you know, release unless they meet certain conditions. Then you go down to paragraph five and you change the may to shall, which is anybody who commits a crime while they're already out on release shall be yeah. held right. without bail or on a cash or surety bail. Well, I mean, you know, there's going to, you know, perhaps be some. Uh, Sanction on judges who have people come before them while they're out on bail. I mean, there's not. No, but I'm saying 
I'm thinking if if I'm a legislator and I see that there's a judge in the system or judges in the system who routinely allow uh, people who commit crimes while they're on out on bail. If, if, if this is happening, you know, if there are specific judges for whom this is a problem, I'm thinking it's articles of impeachment. It's time to go. Yeah, which obviously is a political process, you know, more so than a, you know, a, a legal process. But, yeah, judges have judicial immunity pretty much for everything they do. You know, they can't obviously commit any flagrant crimes, you know, from the bench, but which is a problem. And that gets you back into the argument as to whether or not we should elect or appoint judges. Well, you know, if you get an election, then it's a popularity contest, right. and you well, know, it's it's the flavor of the day. Yeah. Uh, you know, but there has to, you know, and there are judicial evaluations. But I, I'm thinking, there, I think there ought to be, I think they ought to remain appointed, but I think there ought to be a reappointment process. I think there ought to be terms of office, and I think there ought to be a full blown review, so that if judges, you know, how many cases did you, uh, you know, let somebody back out on bail after they committed a crime on bail? Yeah, sorry, you get the big red uh, reject button, you're out. But I think there ought to be some kind of a reappointment process that follows a structured um, uh, review so that various factors are considered. Because to me, it's crazy. If I'm a judge and, uh, you know, I let somebody out on bail and they commit crimes while I'm out on bail, while they're out on bail, and then I let them out on bail again, I'm thinking... You know, I'm responsible for whatever crimes they. You well, know, they see, do. you're not. That's the whole point. Well, yeah, it know, happened but, on your watch, but nothing's going to stick to you. But see, if I'm a legislator and I can impeach people who do that, and I don't, then I'm almost as responsible, I think, for the crimes that are committed as the judge who let them out again and again and again. Well, you can make that same argument to the board of so, aldermen who don't do anything <laughs> about other aldermen, right? So yeah, it's, it's all about board, yeah. yeah, it's all about it's all about personal responsibility. And I don't disagree with you, Rich, that there needs to be a better system to keep these judges. And it's not only judges; it's the bail commissioners that these judges appoint to set bails on their behalf. Because you know, you don't think the judges are getting up at three o'clock in the morning, going down to the jail or the PD to to bail these people out. It's the bail commissioners. And again, they're you know they're going to hide behind the statute that says, well, it says I I shall unless. Well, are they doing a good bail examination? Because if that person's out on bail, it seems to me that's a prima facie assumption that they have not and will not abide by the conditions of their bail because they've already violated one of them. So guess what? Today's, today's crimes, you're on cash bail or you're being held so that you get to see a judge within 72 hours. And then let the judge decide what he wants to do and let that be on the judge's conscience. And again, yeah. there's no penalty currently for them to do that. But case in point, yesterday, the, the Manchester SWAT team goes out to serve a, a high-risk search warrant, and they go out and they hit a house on Central Street, and they hook up a couple people for drugs. They arrest them, they bring them back, they get bail. Okay, so let's say that that's their first shot at the apple. They get PR bail. They show back up at night with DCYF. Now they're going to snatch the little kid that was in this drug house. Mm-hmm. Well, the two people that are on on bail get hooked up for resisting arrest, assaulting police, whatever. I almost did that story because I couldn't believe it. I mean, the mother flopping on the daughter yeah, to keep I mean, and really? then, the, then the father If attacked. those people are uh, not sitting locked up in this jail, then there's a bail commissioner that needs to be fired. It just They just, just needs to be fired. And I don't know who it is, and I don't care who it is. Right. Because the same day that they get released on bail, and they're back out in circulation, and then they go out and commit more crimes— they need to be locked up, and they should sit in jail pre-trial until their hearing is held, until they dispose of their cases. 
It's a very easy conversation for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it's going to be expensive and the jail's full. I don't care. That's something as a taxpayer, I'll pay more money for every day of the week. Well, yeah. This is a public safety issue. You don't want networks like this out on the street. No, no. And so, what message does that send to the police officers who are working their tails off, endangering their lives, going out and doing their work, and hooking these people up and taking these people off the street to have them released like it's a revolving door? Oh, well, <laughs> not, not to mention everybody else that will be a victim of crime. But to your point about the, you know, the danger to police officers, because this case that you were talking about, uh, I mean— uh, you know, the cop did yeoman's work there, but he ended up uh, taking an ambulance ride to the hospital because he had a concussion. Another oh, uh, that was a different. That's a different arrest. That's a guy that he chases uh, who books. He's a passenger. He's wanted. Oh yeah, and yeah, so yeah, he yeah, takes yeah. Off. Same press release, right, different story. Same, right, right. right. And, yeah. So he goes out. The, the passenger books. He gives chase. Finds a guy. Lights him up a couple times with the taser, which has no effect. Uh, which, which tells you what? This guy's on drugs or something? Well, no. I mean, there's some people that it just doesn't necessarily affect. you got to hit them two or three times. But everybody with a video camera is going to go, oh, oh, my God, excessive force. Look at that. You know, because it doesn't happen. I mean, I've hit guys with pepper spray, yeah. and they just kind of smile at you, and you say, uh-oh, hang on. Here we go. It's going to be a, a big ride. It just happens sometimes. But this guy's fighting. The officer has a concussion, gets injured, and takes him away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if that guy sees the light of day before his trial, mm-hmm. then I think a judge needs to be hung. For, we should bring a yard arm back, Rich, and start <laughs> hanging people from it because it really is. These people have, you know, no clue about what it takes to safeguard a community. Yeah, if they're letting these people right. go and listening to every story and fairy tale about he didn't get enough Twinkies as a kid <laughs> and he came from a bad family and, you know, oh, I want to show him the path, you know, the right path. Isn't that something that Dennis Hogan said about this other knucklehead who's had about 10 bites at the apple? Yeah. We want to show him the right path to, to you know, whatever, to be a good citizen. i got a path to show you. It leads right up to state, North State Street in Concord. Mm-hmm. It's the only <laughs> path I'm going to show you if you don't get your act together. <laughs> and, and I make no apologies for it, really. These people have to start, you know, start doing their jobs and start, stop trying. You want to be a social worker? Quit your current job. Right. Well, it would, yeah, it would seem to me that... Um there's a misunderstanding about why uh, why they're there and what they're to do. And, you know, I, I think we have this romantic notion of the penal system of being one of reform. But, yeah. you know. Look at the number of parolees who are being violated on a daily basis just in the city of Manchester alone who either walk away or commit crimes. Had another parolee just get locked up for a, a robbery outside a convenience store. Mm-hmm. Look at the recidivism rate. We're correcting nothing. And if you if you believe that fairy tale... Uh, you know, I don't subscribe to that. You know, you save the ones that can be saved and the other ones you just have to admit that, hey, that's going to be a revolving door. So what you do is it's increasingly stern penalties. It's it's like a, a large numbers variation on the 30, 60, 90, you know. Um, you, you re- very rarely do you go to state prison in your first offense. And by the second or third time, you should be staying there for a very long time. And New Hampshire Parole Board, which is my other pet peeve, they've never met a parolee or a, a, a convict that they don't want to spring on the street. When you can start letting guys like Cleo Roy go back out on the street, yeah. who's committed other crimes while in prison, yeah, I, I have no faith in the New Hampshire Parole Board. Yeah. Well, crimes well committed in prison are, are a special circumstance. And a lot of people actually don't care about those because, well, you know, they're criminals. They're there. So I guess they're getting a taste of their own medicine. Yeah, unless but. you've escaped from the prison, <laughs> which isn't, you know, again, I, you know, that's that's a whole other pet peeve. I could spend, you know, 10 sessions just on, you know, the, 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 and, and those proceedings should be public. Yeah. So they should have to explain their decisions 
to the public. You know, one of the things I posted yeah. the other oh, day yeah. is when the DOC has a uh, an inmate locator. So if I want to find Rich Gerard, I go up and they have a website and I can punch in your name and it'll, it'll give me the docket number and your minimum and your max date and all those other things. I think all the parolees should be in there too because you're unleashing these people on an unknowing public. And, you know, and again, statistically, a whole ton of them are coming back. Yeah. Well, that's a problem. Yeah. So... Yeah, my plea to the legislators out there that happen to you know listen to this show is to go go out there and, and, and file some worthwhile bills, change the bail statute, change some of these privacy laws so that these people can't operate. Department of Corrections was writing its own administrative rules. They were one of the few state agencies that didn't have to run those. Through jail car? Yeah. Really? Yes. Big, big contract. Well, <laughs> why why would you want jail car to write, write your rules if you know if you could, you know, Pay no attention to what's going on to the man behind the curtain. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's wow. been a big, big controversy. Wow. Yeah. Well, Jim Gadette, once again, you have enlightened our audience about the issues facing them when it comes to public safety. We are grateful for your four years and seven months of service on this show, for your service to our country as a Marine and our communities as a police officer. We will certainly stay in touch, my friend, and thank you so we much will. for all that uh, all that you've done and all that you've meant. Appreciate it, Rich. Thanks. All right. We're going to take a break for traffic, weather, and sports. When we come back, we'll hit the news. Stay with us.